wondered where do all those pictures you share on social media go and where are they stored? Or how secure it is to share them? In this episode of our podcast, we will talk about the cloud, what's on the horizon for it, and challenges that companies experience or should keep in mind when opting to use the cloud. I'm joined by Melissa and Bagashri, who will share their knowledge based on building and implementing multiple cloud-based solutions for their customers. I'm excited to share this episode with you and hope you will enjoy it. Today we have a new session of our podcast and we are joined by Melissa and uh, Bagashri and we will talk about uh, the cloud. So I'm excited to have you here. Thank you for joining us. Would you like to start with a quick introduction about yourselves for our listeners? Sure, Adriana. Shall I start? Yeah, Melissa. Yeah, please. Thanks for hosting (laughs) us today. Uh, I am uh, Melissa Razak. I'm a partner within Deloitte, and I have been a consultant for over 23 years and been working in, let's say, the technology of various softwares with Oracle being one of the key ones for the last uh, 15 to 20 years. And in the, in the last year's uh, specific focus on implementing Oracle Cloud ERP systems and EPM solutions. Uh, so it's nice that you've made the theme around cloud, what it is and some of the challenges and uh, uh, sharing how that transformation has been happening because I worked for many years with clients working on premise. And now what's that transition to the cloud? My name is Bhageshri. Uh, I started my career as test automation engineer and I continued it for 10 years. And um, in 2017, uh, I got this wonderful opportunity um, in Idrito uh, to work as a DevOps engineer and um, which I which I just grabbed without a second thought. Well, thank you both for uh, this intro, and I'm definitely happy to have both of you here. Maybe just to take a step back and uh, also make sure that everyone is on the same page when we talk about cloud. What exactly is it, and what does it represent? Is it everything out there on the internet or is it something a little little bit more restricted to a certain field because you work in the industry how do you define it correctly i i can i can tell uh, from a product point of view what i had been working so far in my experience so first thing uh, i think there is no single definition uh, what exactly is cloud computing but if it is uh, to be defined by how it works, then it is repository of uh, computing resources, uh, which are uh, highly available. Uh, it could be anything from compute power to storage, to networking, to applications. So user just request these services and they are provided. So for the most part of it, um, using advanced uh, automation technologies, they are just available with little or uh, no human intervention. So basic premise of the cloud is uh, location of the services that are provided doesn't matter to the uh, end user. It could be any hardware which is uh, powering that application, or it could be uh, any so uh, any operating system which is hosting that application. So, in simple language, uh, cloud is nothing but is a network of computers, and it is something which you can access uh, over the network. So, cloud usually it comes in three categories: private public and hybrid. So private cloud is something uh, which are privately maintained by companies. Um, 
public cloud is something what we have uh, AWS, uh, Azure, and GCP, which are uh, readily available and anyone can rent. And some companies, um, they want to extend their existing on-premise infrastructure with the public cloud and just to get the better scalability. So that's, that is known as a hybrid cloud. So this is kind of nutshell. Uh, well, thank you. That's a very extensive description of what the cloud is. And uh, it, it's good to uh, have a better understanding of it. Um, Melissa, is there anything that you would add to that? Or do you think that pretty much covers it? The only thing I wanted to add is um, because Bagashri, thanks for your explanation. I think, and if you look at our capabilities, Bagashri comes very much from a, a product cloud solutioning engineer, and I've worked a lot in cloud ERP solutions. So just to add on that is, um, I think there's sometimes a myth with Oracle ERP. It's, it's a software as a service that allows its users to access, let's say their financial processing systems and customer facing systems uh, via the internet. And many clients, there are cloud services that are out in the cloud hosted by a third party, but some of these ERP solutions are hosted um, internally, which is on an internal cloud. So these are things that um, an on-premise cloud solution can also be built in a private cloud, which uh, Bagashri also touched on. And I think that's sometimes a myth with uh, going to cloud ERP solutions. Is it uh, still an on-premise solution or is it truly in a, in a cloud hosted by a third party? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely an important point. And I think uh, it's probably for companies it's actually uh, very important to also make this decision, right? If it's going to be hosted right. on premises or if it's going to be hosted externally, because that could bring certain benefits or also challenges, maybe also in regards to data privacy and how that is actually being handled. So if we were to maybe discuss a little bit about this, when a company uh, decides to use more cloud-based solutions or to transition to that, what are usually uh, the benefits that they receive versus maybe, let's say, some other traditional solutions that were mostly used in the past? And what are some of the challenges that they also face in regards to that? So something in cloud, which is uh, very important, that the things are stored on internet servers and instead of uh, your own computer's hard drive. Uh, the main benefit, what I see in the cloud is it's highly scalable and it's on demand. So you don't need to keep the system ready beforehand. And which, which gives a big, um, big benefit to the developers that you don't need to worry about the servers. Uh, someone else, uh, the uh, cloud service provider like Amazon Web Services, Microsoft, Google, they are going to take care of your, this infrastructure. So you can really focus on your uh, work around your applications and more focus on your product instead of taking care of these servers. So let's take a step back and uh, let's try to understand um, what is the traditional uh, infrastructure of the server. So traditionally, all the servers were set up as on-premise. So the main uh, benefit of on-premise is um, uh, security because it's it's inside your uh, office building and you know where the data physically hosted. So let's try to understand pros and cons of this on-premise setup. So main uh, cons, I see that there is a big limitation of uh, scaling on demand, which is difficult to achieve in on-premise setup. Even maintenance is quite tedious and data recovery mechanisms are also quite uh, challenging in on-premise. 
So when I say the scaling is difficult to make because in on-premise, if you need to have uh, the load capacity uh, ready for your expected load, then you need to provision the servers for maximum capacity because you don't have any elastic load balancing. And that is quite, quite, quite expensive. So when, you, when we come to the, when we are moving to the cloud, that problem gets solved because the system is highly scalable, it's highly available and the data recovery and uh, we have multi-level multi mechanisms for the backup. So the life is easier in that scenario. Uh, moving to the cloud uh, gives the DevOps and developers a big benefit that they can focus on uh, more business essential tasks around their product instead of, okay, I need this load, um, set up the environment. So that, that part is totally gone. Uh, so overall, if I want to conclude the benefits of the cloud, moving to the cloud, I would say, uh, I would like to uh, highlight the three uh, top three ones. So first is system is really scalable. Everything is available on demand. The second thing can be made cost-effective if you choose the uh, right solutions uh, for the cost optimization in cloud. And um, the third one is really important. The recovery is really faster as there are many tools available uh, in the cloud solutions. So this is what I see the benefits uh, for moving to the cloud. And maybe just to add on to what uh, Bagashri was saying, if I look at why clients are moving more of their, uh, let's say, internal process solutions with ERP, HCM, and EPM solutions for reporting and processing, you see accessibility has really transformed, let's say, with the cloud. You can get on with any device from mobile devices to in-office, outside of office, so accessibility to, to data and processes. Um, but you also see that brings risk. And one of the key benefits is, is having it hosted by a third party. They really put security as a high priority. Therefore, they're on top of and always continuously upgrading and updating to ensure that they're securing their environments, which also brings risk. But you see a lot of organizations couldn't keep up uh, with uh, security breaches. Um, so therefore, putting that in the cloud, it gives them a sense of uh, security that there's a third party looking after that. You also see that implementations have gone at much higher speed than years ago when we were implementing on-premise because we were truly building much more customized solutions to really fit an organization's business. And when you move into the cloud, one of the benefits is, you know, uh, fit to standard. How can we, and many organizations today, really want to drive efficiencies and best practices. And you see the cloud solutions have been built based on best practices. And this helps organizations to standardize processes, um, therefore also allowing the implementations to go at a much higher speed. So before we'd see uh, an ERP implementation uh, taking a fast one was one year um, and quite often taking two to three plus years for an implementation. And now you see us accelerating and in, in running implementations uh, between one and two years with also standardizing the organization much faster because it's there. And another key benefit is for organizations are staying up to date with the latest software. And that's where you saw organizations quite often in the past not taking on those upgrades fast enough, therefore they were delayed. And now through the cloud subscription models, you're forced to stay up to date um, and, and get in that ritual of keeping your solutions uh, with the latest technology. Thank you uh, both for sharing this. And I think if I can try to summarize it from um, 
person uh, or for the person that maybe is not so familiar with cloud and what are the benefits uh, to moving towards that. If I yeah, put my hat on of uh, the person trying to learn on uh, this subject, what I heard is, first of all, it's going to be very cost effective uh, due to multiple uh, reasons. So I don't need a facility where I need to have all this technology uh, or like network servers, etc. cetera. Uh, I don't uh, spend costs on actually buying all of that. I am not spending costs on uh, training people or having a team that maintains it and works with the business. Um, and then here goes everything in regards to actually how to manage it, how to make sure that everything is secure. So I would probably always need to invest in the in training of my employees so that they would maintain everything up to a standard. And you know, most companies face the exact same challenges uh, so there are probably standardized solutions that fit most of the scenarios, which are offered by a lot of companies. And then it's probably, um, you know, of course, still it impacts some costs, but in the long run, maybe it would be a better solution to use all of these outside, unless you have very strict policies of having something on premise. Uh, did that uh, cover some of the aspects that you mentioned correctly for the average uh, person, maybe, that is not working in the industry? <laughs> oh, yeah, it indeed covers uh, Adriana's uh, important highlights for sure. Okay, so we have talked about the, the benefits of moving to the cloud. Uh, and we touched a little bit maybe on security being one of the big aspects that is also a risk. So what, uh, what exactly are the, the risks exactly and the biggest challenges that companies face in regards to this? Yeah, if we could maybe deep dive a little bit into that, I think uh, all of our listeners would appreciate it. Uh, definitely, the journey from uh, moving from the traditional setup to the cloud uh, is not all rosy for sure. The first challenge is it, it's a bit complex. So we have, uh, as Melissa mentioned, that we have standard practices uh, from the cloud service providers for sure. We have those. Uh, but sometimes the application architecture makes the bottleneck and you really need to come up with the, uh, you really need to investigate the all the options available uh, and what fits best for your product or solution, then only then you can have a proper fit solution for your product. So it's, it's a bit complex. I think once the time is invested, then it, it can be solved for sure. Uh, the second concern uh, is security because whenever it's moving to the cloud, security is, uh, uh, is always popped up that, uh, and that concern is, is really valid because all these remote servers, they are not yours. They are not sitting inside your four walls. Uh, so it, they're sitting somewhere else and it's, it's really um, uh, intuitively, it's, it's, it gives a kind of a peace of mind if I myself doing everything, all security measures for my product, but um, if someone else is doing, there is always a question mark, uh, how secured is that? So that concern yeah. is always a challenge. And as Melissa mentioned that it's, it's really uh, difficult to catch that catch up with the security, all updates and uh, keep maintenance uh, with those. Uh, every year, so it's not just one once done and uh, done and it's done. So it's kind of continuous process throughout your product. And the last one, um, but important uh, challenge I see with moving to the cloud is uh, cyber criminals exploiting the network. 
So uh, during this pandemic, we all uh, started working from home, uh, home learning. So everything stopped outside and all our networks uh, access and uh, the devices to the network, they increased drastically. So this also gave a, a good input for cyber criminals and piracy is just going uh, increase. It's, it's just increasing. And I think it's going to even increase more beyond 2021. And Melissa, maybe also from your experience when it comes to implementing cloud systems, uh, what are some of the challenges that you see with uh, clients? Are there maybe um, human uh, aspect related challenges that we sometimes need to keep into account or how the organization exactly changes or anything else that maybe uh, doesn't cover just the technological part, but a bit more you know, how the company runs and how people do their work. Maybe you can touch a little bit on that aspect. Sure, happy to. I'll, I'll highlight uh, three things. One is on the people side, also the challenges around processes and are giving a different aspect on the technology side that I see organizations do. So when companies are looking to bring their business processes into the cloud, you see the change management is underestimated. So it's from the user interface is different. The way I access the system is different, but also how I support the system. So normally the, the technologist who supported the previous system, that's all, all those processes are very different. So you see the importance of change management. And there I see many organizations underestimate that um, from the start of the project throughout, even after go live and how you continuously optimize and support the system. So I can highly recommend if anyone's thinking about going down that path or your organization is invest in change management. The second mm -hmm. is the processes. I see that um, because I talked earlier about a fit to standard, you need to change your processes. So it is about being adaptable and agile to be open for that change uh, in your processes and the way you used to work. And the third is on uh, technology. I see a lot of organizations move to the cloud because they think it's a cost reduction. So think about mm -hmm. what is driving your <clears throat> program decision. Why are we doing this? And we, uh, we brought a significant amount of CIOs together um, in top organizations and had a deep discussion around this. And it, I found it extremely insightful where they all agreed. I see my organization taking on a cloud transformation to reduce costs but we're not reducing the cost. It's about being on the new technology and staying up to date. It is the future. Mm. We need to do this. It's not always going to reduce our costs. In many ways it can, but don't be that, don't allow that to be your number one driver, but it is the future. And we need as an organization to stay ahead of the technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely an important aspect to actually keep in mind, because I think when uh, we were even earlier discussing about this, in, in the summary, I mentioned quite a lot of things around the uh, costs, and it looks like that uh, isn't, uh, you know, necessarily the most important driving decision in regards to moving to the cloud. Correct. So it's definitely good that you brought it up because there's uh, certainly other things to uh, look at. And uh, how do you see the future of cloud? First thing, yeah, this question is really interesting, Adriana. And um, it's something very hard to guess uh, how cloud usage is going to be in the next five years. But if you see uh, the Gartner's, uh, Republic, uh, Gartner's report actually for public cloud services, uh, so the usage or the market share is going to increase 308.5 billion US dollars in 2021. So 
the usage is definitely going to be enormous, which is uh, 90 billion more than 2019. So future applications are definitely uh, going to be more. Uh, I would like to highlight few few items there, uh, what kind of uh, usage it will be. So the first thing, um, the, the devices into the network will be added even more and more because we all are staying at home. And I think even this trend is going to be even longer irrespective of lockdown is over and uh, after this pandemic. So there will be a huge increase in the network devices. And when there is an increase in the network devices, it also brings the security concerns there. So it is going to definitely need a lot of tools so that we can avoid the uh, cyber crimes and trusted home networks are definitely needed for, for this uh, increasing number of devices. So people are also very, uh, people, most of the people are ready to pay actually more, more amount for the better cyber tools. So I think better cyber tools will be the one thing kind of applications for the future. The second thing I, I personally see from my experience, and I think most of the people, uh, parents also can relate that experience. Uh, during this pandemic, children were at home. So it was home learning. So they were at home for play as well as for studies. So they had unlimited access to the internet. So along with the good things, children were also expect, exposed to the dark side of the internet. So uh, to keep them or to keep uh, protect the children uh, from unsuitable contents or exploitation or uh, internet abuse, I think parental tool uh, need is going to be even higher than uh, higher uh, in the coming years now. So that will be one of the use case or application for the future for sure. And the last thing I see, uh, internet service providers, as everybody is using internet so much now. So even uh, there are a lot of opportunities for internet service providers to come up with the solutions which will add uh, extra value to the people, uh, people's um, trusted home networks, uh, apart from the faster connectivity. So I see this parental tool, cybercrime safety and uh, opportunities for ISP. Mm -hmm. Melissa, do you want to speak about that too? Yeah, so I, I think the first thing is we've underestimated uh, the power of cloud and it really hit all of us with reality in COVID times because within one day, our children were at home and education continued with no pause button. And we, therefore, many of us have underestimated it. Um, and we've talked about the pros and cons, um, but what you see, let's say the impact what education has done is it's leveled off education uh, by allowing education to be uh, still delivered via cloud solutions. Uh, but mm -hmm. you also see the continuous use and mental health challenges that we have in our society today, especially with the next generation because of all these cloud applications and social media access that is there, it's also hard to turn it off. And that's where I think we, we need to be careful of what I call sustainability. And sustainability hits in many different ways. And one of that is our mental health sustainability. And how can we um, ensure that cloud solutions are not negatively impacting our children and ourselves. But also, we should also be aware of clean cloud. And what I mean by clean cloud is, data centers are growing exponentially, which eat significant amount of energy. So when we now put it into the cloud, we don't really follow how many gigabytes we're using and taking up. When we used to store everything on our home computer and we'd get that message up, hard, you know, it's full, you would start cleaning. 
But now we, mm -hmm. we're not so conscious as a business or even as individuals of the amount of gigabytes that we are actually sitting on and not using effectively. And therefore, again, sustainability, we should all become more conscious of it and what we can do. Uh, so that's what I think for the longer term future, we need to think about uh, the sustainability of, of cloud and what it's doing uh, from an energy perspective, but also on our mental health perspective. Yeah, that's uh, actually something that I haven't really thought about if I ask myself, what is the future of cloud? And indeed, uh, I like this um, aspect of how it touches a bit more on our uh, life. Uh, day to day because uh, yeah it's not just the fact that we sit in front of the screen and do everything but it's what happens outside with the environmental impact that um, some of these data centers and uh, other uh, facilities might have and how they are being used so I think that's definitely a very good perspective for our listeners to also have in regards to this and to understand the impact. Yeah. Is there anything that um, we can do to help with how the future of cloud uh, can develop, you know, from, a, from an individual perspective? So I would answer the two things and you sparked me. I have two teenage daughters, so 17 and 18 years old. And I mm -hmm. think the most important thing is they've grown up with the cloud. You know, we were introduced to it and they've got access to everything. So I think it is important that we create much more awareness with the younger generation of what they are doing. Um, and what I mean by that is I have to remind my daughters, you realize that picture you posted is there forever. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> they don't understand that we used to have a camera and we'd go and get it printed out and we could burn that picture one day and it was gone. You know, so what you put out there is out there to stay. And so to really be conscious and aware of data protection, data privacy, all these rules that are out there, but also personally how you can protect yourself. And exactly what uh, Bagashri touched on was the importance of security. And I think that is something it's changing at such high speed um, from cybersecurity. How do we protect ourselves as individuals and how do we help protect our organization? Because things are changing exponentially uh, at exponential speed and how do you keep up with it? Okay, well, I would like to thank you both uh, for joining us today. Uh, and on this note about what uh, we can do in the future, and uh, I do think awareness and everything is important, just to understand the subject, the field, and what you can do about it is definitely great because it makes you feel more empowered in regards to what you can do as well. So uh, yeah, it was great to have this conversation and to learn more about the cloud, where it is and how it can move into the future. And I hope our listeners enjoyed uh, this podcast as well. So thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you.